Our second reading we heard, Christ emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And because of this, God greatly exalted him. Those words are found in Paul's letters to Philippians, which was written in 62 AD. But those words are not Paul's words. Those words are a hymn that Christians sung probably for decades before Paul wrote that letter. And it is this hymn which is actually a very concise summary of all of Christian theology. And it begins with Christ being equal to the Father in heaven, but he doesn't hold on to that. Rather, he empties himself and takes a human nature, becoming like a slave. And he is obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And then God lifts him back up and God exalts him. This is, uh, this is a, a summary of all of Christian theology. Now, what does it mean that Christ emptied himself and was obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross? It's, we see it especially today and as we reflect on his passion and death in his suffering. In his suffering, it was beyond anything we could begin to imagine. It was taking upon himself all of the evil that's ever been done or ever will be done. Concentrated. All of it. It's, it's violence, it's darkness put upon him. And of course, we know there's a tremendous physical suffering. There's also, though, tremendous spiritual suffering. And for some reason, as I was reading through this earlier this week, uh, what struck me was his humiliation. So remember, he was stripped naked. And that would be... I would certainly be humiliated, but that would be humiliating, I think, uh, for anyone to, to be exposed in public view like that against your will, and not especially in, in Jewish society. And then they didn't stop ridiculing him. You know, they spat upon him. And then there is the last temptation of the Christ, which is this. If you are the Christ, save yourself. I mean, Jesus had the power in that moment. He could have said, I'll show you who I am. I'll show you who I am, but he, he didn't do that. And how many of us, <laughs> I think of myself, you know, it's so hard for us to allow an insult to go unanswered. It's so hard for us to allow a misunderstanding to be uncorrected when it diminishes us in the eyes of others. His utter lack of self-regard is matched by complete concern for others. So when the women come to console him, he says, don't cry for me. I'm more concerned about you and your children. And Jesus is speaking about what is going to happen within 40 years of his death to the city of Jerusalem. What's going to happen when the Roman armies go in there and destroy it. And that's what bothers him. Remember, even earlier on, he wept for Jerusalem because they would not accept the mercy of God offered to them in Christ Jesus. He's concerned about them. You know, how many of us in our suffering get more sort of focused on my problems and, and, and you know, and, and how I feel 
But Jesus was not. What else does he do? He's concerned for the people who are murdering him. He says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And in the next to last sentence of his that we heard in Luke's version of the Passion, there is one of the criminals who, who professes faith that Jesus is who he says he was, even though there's no proof before his eyes. And Jesus gives him this wonderful promise. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Christ emptied himself for us and for our salvation. And as we remember this, we must resolve not to let the price that Christ paid for my soul to be wasted. It is a gift that I have to receive in faith and love. He pours himself out to fill us up. And the more we empty ourselves, the more he fills us up.